Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Pre-Med Perspectives. Today, it's me and Isha here. Well, it's Vigi and Isha here, and we're going to talk about um, research today predominantly. I hope now that we've been in online school for a couple of weeks that you guys are uh, getting adjusted, getting into the groove of these classes. I know some of you may still be having some in-person classes, so I hope that you guys are all staying safe in those. I know um, Isha and I have actually the exact same schedule. I'm talking yeah. all six classes, crazy. the same sections. And so, um, yeah, we're doing our best to stay organized. Isha, how, how, how are you feeling with your classes right now? I don't know, dude, it probably the exact same way you're feeling. I mean, we just had a really big exam this week, so things have kind of slowed down. Last weekend was kind of crazy, but um, it's going, I guess. I'm excited to talk about research because that's where Vigi and I really bonded and became friends. And that's pretty much where we made this, ske with this schedule, which was the exact same. So I'm super excited to talk about it. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, we finished our physiology exam, so that's definitely a relief, but the work, the work really never ends. Yeah, the grind never stops. It stops. And like physio lectures, we have so many physio lectures every single day. Literally, the test ended on Monday, then Tuesday, we had to do more physio lectures. I'm, I'm already behind, but again, like <laughs> that, um, I know in a previous episode, we talked about making a deadline sheet. So literally, that's Isha and I's like gold standard. Like we literally have that, that is my open baby. Like 24 hours a day that Excel sheet is open. Yeah. So if you haven't watched that episode, please go and watch that. Like us ourselves use those tips. And that is the only way I'm getting through online school. Like it is so different from last year. Last year, I would have a planner and everything. This year, I just use that Excel sheet and it's perfect. It works so well. Mm hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think it keeps you um, really organized and helps you with time management, which are also really important things that you need to have if you're going to be involved in research. So um, with that, Isha, do you want to talk a little bit about how we got involved with the research that we currently are doing? Yeah, so actually, our the way we got involved with research is kind of unconventional. So um, Vijay and I are both in the Honors College at MSU, and um, they, before we actually even came to school, they actually offered us this position to be a prof professorial assistant. So we were actually offered this research opportunity, we get paid for it, and before we even entered college, we were able to choose um, roughly like what type of work we'd want to do. So both of us are nutrition majors, so we work in a nutrition lab. Um, so it was really cool. and. Uh, that was definitely one of my biggest things when I chose MSU is that I could have research because as a pre-med, med schools love seeing research. They love seeing published papers on your application. So just having the security that, oh, I would 100% have research for at least two years and probably more because I'll probably stay in my lab after my second year is over was a really good security for me. And I know that it's really hard to get research in some area, some some other schools and even at MSU if you didn't have this research coming in like I know a lot of my friends have been looking for research so there are a lot of other ways to get research but you want to talk a little bit about that yeah so um like you said you just said um, <laughs> ours was kind of um like kind of handed to us more but 
there are plenty of other ways to get involved. I know at the University of Michigan, there are different programs like Europe and MRADS. I don't really know too much about them, so I can't really speak to that, but I know like different schools do offer research programs, so you also should consider those. Sometimes they're helpful, sometimes they're not. That really depends on the school and the program, so you want to talk to people there and, um, you know, do your research about the research programs, but just saying that those do exist. Also, other ways you can get into, um, you know, get involved with research is generally reaching out to professors and no one, this is, this is just scary. We all know that this is scary, Yeah. but sure. generally um, professors are very, they're nice and they're really interested and passionate about the research. And a lot of times they will have openings. Just don't be upset if they don't, because a lot of times it's not a personal thing. Sometimes they just don't have the funding or the ability, especially now that in a pandemic, it is a little difficult because I know a lot of labs are very stringent on who they let in, if at all. But these are just tips that you can know for the future so that perhaps at least maybe next semester or next year or even the summer, summer's a great time to do research that you could potentially get started. And so that way is one thing is you can do is like after taking a professor's course, if you did really well in that course, or you made like a really good connection with that professor, you can reach out to them and, you know, say like, I know you've mentioned your research before in this course, and um, I'm really, it sounds really interesting, and I would love to be a part of it or, you know, gain experience, you know, working in your lab, and then just ask, and then maybe they'll ask you to send them a resume or a statement or something like that, and that is one way. So, I, yeah, you know, talking like to a going, professor that you have had a close interaction with, like by taking their class. Yeah, and just going off of that, I know that as Vigie was saying, professors are so extremely passionate about their research that a lot of times, like towards the beginning of the year, they'll actually talk about it. And in their introduction, they'll like talk about, oh, we do research in this, this, and this, and just pay attention to that, you know, during syllabus week when all of us kind of check out, try to pay more attention because a lot of professors will say like, oh, this is what I do research in, and then you can actually go up to them and ask them about it because um, generally, like, if they're especially telling you that they have this research, that generally means that they're probably accepting more people to work with them, and then you can, it'll just be a lot better to build this relationship with your professor as you progress through the class. I know Vigie and I are both taking a class where our actual professor who we do research with is one of our professors and it's such an amazing like feeling to have someone that's so familiar as your professor. Mm -hmm. That's what I was saying. Like Isha said, like it's really good to pay attention to those things because there might be a lot of um, undergraduate students who want to work in labs, but you want to kind of stand out. And so in that way, like you should know the professor's research, especially, or like, say if you're going to talk to them in person about it, or like, obviously now in an online semester, it might be over a Zoom, you know, uh, office hours, you should know what they're researching. You should look it up before you talk to them. You should be a little familiar with the project because um, if, especially if they've talked about it, or you can find this stuff a lot of times just on Google on, you know, um, your university's website, they might list what the professor is researching. And so mm -hmm. definitely, you know, know a bit of what you're talking about. If you're going to go ask them because uh, it will, you know, present yourself, you know, in a more, you know, in a better light. 
also just saying in the beginning, you may not be able to get a paid position. You might start out as voluntary, but eventually you might be able to get a paid position or um, another way that actually like, again, I don't know how this works at every school. I'm sure that there are opportunities. There are also plenty of research scholarships out there. I know MSU itself has several different research scholarships that you can apply for. And so um, I guess we're kind of jumping all over the place here, but I just wanted to mention that in case like um, you first, you may not get, you know, a paid research position, but that's okay. You can apply to different research scholarships and they will help fund your research. And sometimes your professor or your PI, technically, that's your um, um, principal investigator. That's kind of the more official term PI they can also sometimes receive a cut. So um, kind of jumping back, another way that you can get into research labs is, I know this also, again, will vary on the school, on the program, like I've said, but um, sometimes schools have like a career website. I know MSU uses Handshake. I'm not really sure what other schools use, but through Handshake, a lot of times labs will post um postings for different research assistants. And so if you kind of keep on the lookout for those, you can just shoot your um, resume, transcripts, whatever they may ask for. And that's also a really good way to get a position. And a lot of times, if they're posting about it on, you know, a career website, those might be paid. I know my sister who is currently in med school, that's actually how she first got into her lab that she worked at at U of M. It was just an online posting that she applied for and interviewed for. So definitely take a look at those career websites. I know it's kind of tedious to look through those, but you can definitely find a good opportunity. Yeah, and um, just like going off of, or just going into the next way that you can find a research opportunity. So yeah, you can definitely try to build a relationship with your professor. You can go um, on like your school's career website or honestly, this is probably the scariest one, but you can just cold email them or cold call them, send them your resume, say, hi, I was looking at your research. Like Viji said, be very informed about what their research is and like kind of talk about why you're interested in it. You know, introduce yourself. My major is this. This is what track I'm on. I'm on pre-med track, um, whatever, whatever. And then just email them. And a lot of times they will respond back. And this is something if you're really trying to get into research, you, you're going to have to email a lot of professors because the, uh, like a lot of times they probably won't even respond or they won't if they don't have any space or you can just call them. But just just get yourself out there. Generally, just be really aware of what's out there. So be aware when you're in class with your professors, be aware of any openings of on your career website. Um, look into it on your what universities you know website because um most professors will publish their um what they're doing for research on the university website so there's a lot of different places to look and i know it's really hard but if you keep looking you're definitely going to find something and um just keep a lookout talk to your friends if they haven't any openings in their lab and eventually you'll definitely find something mm -hmm. i just kind of want to reiterate what isha said when you do cold email again even though you are emailing a lot of professors, you're more likely to get a good response if you are specific. If you do, you know, mention that you know what their research is about and also talk about mm -hmm. what you could bring to the lab. Just talk about, you know, why are you interested in working on that project? Um, and again, Just like, any experiences not, you've had. 
Yeah. And so again, that can also be put on your resume, make sure that is mm -hmm. updated. And I know like it can be frustrating if you don't hear back, but you will hear back eventually. And um, I also just want to make a really important point. Sometimes you're just not interested in research and um, it is okay if you don't have any. I think it's good if you at least try it because you don't know if you don't like it unless you've experienced it but say you really um are involved with a lot of different volunteering and you also work you know you do like you know maybe you're a cna or maybe you're um a medical assistant or whatever it is that you do it's okay if you don't have research which i think is also something that is really important to know yes like research, it's always like something good to have especially if you're passionate about it if you're applying to a deal um any like combined phd program that 100 percent is a necessary component but if you think that you're not as interested in it or there's other things that you want to spend your time doing that's okay but you need to make sure that you're really doing well in those other things so say you want to volunteer more that's totally okay but you the amount that you volunteer it should compensate Basically. Right, exactly. Yeah, just like to reiterate what Vigie's saying, your resume or your application to med school does not have to be picture perfect. You don't need a 4.0. You don't need a perfect MCAT. You don't need research. Of course, each of those things is only going to help you. But if you're not interested in research, you're going to hate every single second of it because a lot of times it is really boring. It is really tedious. It's a lot of work and a lot of commitment. So if you're not interested in it, Spend that time and energy doing other things and that will shine in, in your resume. Like if you do research and you're not passionate about it, that's going to, the, the person who's reading your essays and looking at your application is going to see right through it. They're going to know that you were just doing this just to, you know, check off a box. So do what you're passionate about, but um, we can, yeah, research is still great. There's a lot of really good mm -hmm. positives and negatives about it still, but as Vigie was saying, it's not like, required it's not like an end or end all be all but before yeah. you write off research and say oh that's not something i'm interested in i if you can which you know through different opportunities hopefully you are able to i would at least give it a shot give it a shot for a semester at least or like and then if it's really not for you then um you know that's okay that's okay not everyone has to be into research but um and again like we said it's okay if you don't do it at all but if you can at least give it a try and um, now, I guess, Isha, let's talk about our lab. What, are, what is your favorite part of being involved with research on campus? Honestly, my very, very most favorite part is just the people. I, I feel like going to a lab and doing all these really cool experiments, just being around people who think the same way is so cool. And like, I feel like we've made so many amazing real friends in our lab. So that's my very most favorite part but of course that's not what we're here to talk about my another really good thing about being in a lab is just it's honestly just really cool like we what we do in our lab is we analyze certain um, molecules in beef grass and eggs and we're able to see like the, the percentages that we have for every single one of those molecules and it's just so cool that and then we write papers and the, just seeing the whole process like that this is where discovery discoveries are made it's just really inspiring and cool mm -hmm. going with that so i didn't really understand the process of research before coming into college 
And I think it's really interesting to see it from start to finish, like starting from, you know, grant writing, you know, trying to, you know, write your proposal so that Mm -hmm. you can get funding, you know, the initial like starting, you know, trying to create protocol. And, you know, we had to read so many different papers like we were going on PubMed and adding all these different papers to these folders and trying to basically understand your research and um you have to read other papers which to actually kind of know like you know a bit about your subject you know developing and then actually you know doing the experiment then there's statistical analysis and then then you know you have the writing process and even that is really um it's really interesting to see, you know, that you don't just submit a draft, turn it in and boom, publish. Like you're writing draft after draft, you're editing, you're getting comments from other people. That's the whole point of peer review. And it's, it's really like academia is its whole, it's a whole world by itself. And I think that, I think it's really cool that we were able to experience that process, but also going with that, um, those, you know, you also really have to learn to be patient. I know, like, things are not going to go the way that you want them to every single time. There's always going to be times where you have to go back to the drawing board. For example, like, just last Friday, Isha and I were working on um, our project in the lab with a couple of other people, and one of the items that we were trying to measure out was just it like froze too, too much basically and that was like it was a pain <laughs> to weigh out and so you it's frustrating but we had to um come up with a new plan of what we were going to do and we had to think on the spot and we you know we made it work but it kind of gives you that that patience like okay like it gives you that resilience like okay and like you know problem solving skills so i think those are all really good things that you could talk about research and say you didn't even publish a paper you can still talk about all of these different skills that you learned you know because those are transferable skills you can say that i had to learn how to think on my feet we had to be patient we had to when something didn't work we had to revisit it we had to go back and we had to develop new protocol and things like that and so it can be frustrating at the time, but I think it really does teach you a lot about perseverance and working with the team and just, you know, not getting bogged down by every obstacle that you face. Yeah, and I feel like it's honestly just really humbling to see what really does go down before you're able to get this paper published. I mean, we as like, you know, people who read all these papers and news articles and um like published journal articles, we just get the information, but we don't realize that it's probably at least a year's worth, six months, a lot of time has gone into it and a lot of money as well. And sometimes it really does feel like, you know, one step forward, two, step back, two steps backwards, because what Vigie and I did on Friday, and then we came back on in on Monday, and we had, we again had to go back and revisit something because something didn't work out. And there's just so many things that you just it's a lot of life skills. You have to learn how to be patient. But at the end of the day, it is really rewarding when you finally get all your data and you're sitting down and you're analyzing your data, you're writing your paper, you're making your poster, and then you're like telling people about your research. It's such a rewarding thing, but the process is kind of annoying sometimes. And sometimes you have to go in for like five hours at a time. Like last last Friday, Vijay and I were there from like 10 a.m. to like 
5 p.m. And we were just so And we tired. weren't even the ones there the longest. <laughs> yeah. And, like, so a couple of people that were older than us were there after us. We only had to leave because we had something to do after, you know, whatever time we left because um, we had further um, prior commitments. But it's really it's really tedious and it takes a lot of time and a, a lot of effort, a lot of energy. Um, and sometimes you really have to learn how to time manage. Like this year is a little bit different because that's pretty much our only extracurricular with online classes. But last year when we were on a dance team, when we had all these other clubs and everything, when we were actually going to classes in person, it was a lot of, it was a lot of time management. I would go straight from one of my classes to my lab and then I'd stop in for, for like a quick lunch for like five minutes then I go to my next class and it's just a lot of you just have to really you know be productive with your time and I'm getting such flashbacks to last year with like I know all the times that we would like cram in to go and um those bagels at Shaw oh my god we would we would like bring food for our entire lab but I also want to just um point out that like your research may not look like this and that's completely okay as a health professional like we mm-hmm. we actually go into a lab we kind of do a lot of like sciencey stuff we're going to work with chemicals and because we're kind of doing a lot of nutrition food science research but some of you may want to research health education some of you might want to research like psychology i know there's a lot of people at msu who work in a sleep lab so your lab could look totally different and just because yeah, it doesn't look true. like someone else's that's okay we're sharing our experience which we really have enjoyed so far and we've learned a lot from mm-hmm. but again like just because yours doesn't look the same way that doesn't make it any less important and I just think that's also a really important thing to emphasize is there anything else Isha or do you think we've uh, touched it all tonight <laughs> Honestly, I think there really isn't anything else. You guys, if you're interested in getting into research, please figure out a way, you know, like email professors, reach out to everyone, um, talk what to your you friends can, because they know. It, again, we understand that it's definitely harder in this um, current situation because a lot of labs are closed, which I know this is unfortunate, but um, again, work with what you have. Try mm-hmm. to make still like do your best to make you know those connections to reach out because perhaps next semester or in the summer especially if you have a lot of time in the summer hopefully by then everything is better that'll be a great time to do a lot of research you can go into your lab you know quite often during the week because you won't have you know regular classes to do and so basically there's always something to do yeah so again try your best again we've kind of listed different ways that you can get involved and really just shoot your shot and again if you realize that it's not for you that's okay that's completely fine just involve yourself in other things that yeah you know are for you I just want to say one more thing really quickly before we end um if you are interested in working you know with like a bunch of chemicals and everything don't don't be frustrated or you know put down if when you walk into your lab for the first time, you're not dealing with chemicals. You don't have to, you're not doing things with, you know, the centrifuge. You're not doing all those big things because last year, honestly, a lot of what I did was cleaning test tubes, a lot of the scut work, but you really have to build up your way to, to all the hard stuff. And of course we were, we were really involved on all the, you know, the chemicals and all the science and fancy stuff, but a lot of, 
a lot of the things that you do when you first go into the lab is you do a lot of cleaning, you do a lot of scut work. And that's just because you're trying to build this trust with everyone else in the lab, because what you're doing, what you'll do in in a ne- another year, like in during the next year is going to be really important work. So you just gotta, you, there's a lot of training involved with being in a lab and doing research. But like we've been trying to tell you guys, it's so worth it in the end such a rewarding process you get amazing friends and family out of it it's just amazing yeah you sh- I know we were really close to wrapping up but you actually made a really good point when it comes to that I know a lot of people want to go in the first day and be heading their own project and again if you have a lot of experience you may be able to land that if you have really good connections I'm saying for the most mm-hmm. part that's going to be a lot to expect and not to say that you won't ever get there but just like I know for us, our freshman year, we were able to help with the projects and do a lot of that, you know, cool science stuff. But we were also, you know, doing scut work. And I think that that's something that you um, you need to be okay with. Like, I think obviously yeah. if we're going to do that endlessly, then that's, you really want to, you know, talk to your PI yeah. and hopefully, you know, move up. But in the beginning, that is what they might have you do. They might have you, you know, do a lot of training because you have to learn how to do things correctly. So, you, but then eventually, you know, if you keep at it and they see that you're a hard worker, you'll hopefully be able to be moved to an actual project or yeah. feel that it's time that, you know, maybe you got your own or you got promoted, you know, you know, talk to your PI, but obviously be very respectful about it and show like, you know, I've done this, this, and this, and, you know, I'd hope that I could, you know, maybe for next year, lead my own project or co-lead a project. And just that initiative will show, um, will make them hopefully more uh, ready to give you that responsibility. So just, again, be patient with it. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, last year we did a lot of cleaning and stuff, but already this year we've only gone in a few times and I can already tell that they're trusting us so much more. They're letting us do things all by ourselves this year. And we're being we're even more actively involved so just and I know next year we'll probably be leading our own projects and doing our own thing so just stick with it even if the second you walk into your lab you're not doing all the cool things that you want to you will eventually do it and it's gonna you're gonna get there research is amazing it's it's a really good thing to have on your resume and just try your best to get into it. If you can't get into it, that's totally okay. Um, but I think that's about it, Veggie. What do you think? Yeah, I think we've um, hit it all. So again, thank you guys all for listening. I hope you guys are all staying safe and pulling through with online school. If you haven't already, make sure to follow us at the.premed.perspectives and we'll see you back next Friday. Bye.